Good morning. Welcome to According to the Scriptures. My name is Kyle Webb, and I serve as the minister for the Mars Hill Church of Christ that meets in Christiana, Tennessee. I am happy that you have joined our program for today. I'm glad that I can be with you and that you can be with me, that, that we can study a portion of God's Word together. Uh, today's lesson, uh, I'm going to kind of keep with uh, the format that I've been using for the last couple of weeks. Uh, we went back to doing something that basically the program was uh, established in doing before, uh, back when it was gleanings from Gilroy. Uh, there was a time where I did this program with Brother Denver Horton, and we would just kind of play off each other's thoughts and and uh, it, was, it was a very laid back thing. I would bring notes and and he would have his notes or whatever he wanted to say. And and uh, we would just kind of study the Bible together. And it was a really cool thing. Um, and after I started doing it, doing it on my own, I started using uh, more of a, a sermon format. Um, but I've kind of gone back a little bit and just kind of put together some thoughts here and there. Um, today, uh, I don't really have a lot of notes in front of me, uh, nothing that, that I prepared myself. I just have the Bible. And so we're going to talk and uh, just basically make it more of a discussion. And, and I, I think it'll help me and, and my, my growth as a Bible teacher. And uh, hopefully it'll be helpful to you and hopefully maybe something that, that you can enjoy a little bit more uh, than, than listening to a standard sermon. Uh, I do want it to be more of a, a discussion type thing. Um, I will invite you to participate if you would like to do so. Uh, the last couple of weeks, I've been giving you my email address. And so if you want to write it down, uh, you can. Uh, but my email address is bkwebweb519 at gmail.com. Again, B-K-W-E-B-B-519 at gmail.com. I do have notifications set on my iPad so that, that they will drop down uh, whenever I receive one. If you want to add something to the lesson, if you want to contact me, uh, if you want to, to you know, if I, there's any way that I can help you then feel free to use that email. Um, but it, it'd be uh, nice to hear from you, and especially if you want to add something to the lesson. I, I should be able to see that, and I can interject those thoughts. Um, and we can make it more of a, a participation type thing. So I would invite you to do that. Um, and if you, you have any trouble with that, you can just go to our website at www dot marshillcoc.org, uh, marshillcoc.org, and uh, you can go there and send me a message through the website too. Um, but anyway, uh, again, hopefully this will be something that, that will be enjoyable to you. Today I want to begin a series. Uh, I have been thinking over the last few days about doing a series on underdogs. I have a fascination for underdogs in different ways. Uh, most every team in most every sport that I watch, because I don't, 
I don't do a lot of sports physically, uh, not not competitively anyway. But um, anyway, much, most of the sports that I watch, if I get to watching a game or something of that nature, most of the time I pull for the underdogs. And probably the one exception would be my love for the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, my wife is from Pennsylvania, and I, I before we started dating and all of that, before all that happened, uh, I really didn't have a, a draw to football or anything like that. Uh, so she kind of drew me into football, kind of like I drew her into NASCAR. But uh, anyway... Uh, the Steelers are, are a pretty good team. Now, this this past year, we were we were the underdogs for the most part, and uh, because of our quarterback situation, nobody expected us to to do very well, and and we actually did. Um, we exceeded a lot of expectations. Uh, didn't make it to the big show. Didn't make it to the playoffs, but but we we did pretty well. And it was it was interesting to see the the different players that were playing. Um, but uh, again. For the most part, I pull for the underdogs. Uh, whenever I watch NASCAR, I pull for the underdogs. Uh, very seldom. Uh, there are some teams that will win that I will, will enjoy seeing them win. But most of the time, the ones that I pull for don't, don't make it to, to the end in that way. So uh, I like underdogs. And as I've been thinking about underdogs, I... I wondered about some underdogs of the Bible, and I started putting together a list, and I've gotten some suggestions from friends as well that I can can add to that list and some people that, that we can look at in the Bible that otherwise really wouldn't be anything special, but because God chose to use them, because God um, looked at them in a special way, uh, He he took underdogs and made them very special. And these may or may not be in chronological order. As a matter of fact, one just popped into my mind that that uh, I didn't have planned. And so it really should have been the first one maybe, but, but we'll add that one later. But the underdog that I want to talk about today is by the name of Gideon. And if we don't finish the lesson today, then we'll, we'll look at finishing it later. But as we look at Gideon, we read of Gideon in the book of Judges, and so that's where we're going to begin for today. But before we get into our lesson, let's bow as we usually do in a word of prayer. Our holy and righteous Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the blessings that you've given to us, and we thank you for this day. We thank you for our time together, and we thank you for your word. We thank you for the ability that we have to study your word together even from diff different parts of the world, being able to come together by way of internet and, and, and to be able to do this is a wonderful opportunity. And we thank you for every opportunity that you give us to grow in our understanding of your word and of your will for our lives. We pray that as we study uh, this, this man, Gideon, that we would learn some lessons from him both good and bad, help us to to learn what we need to be uh, as faithful servants of yours. Help us to, to be more faithful. Help us to grow in spiritual strength. Help us to be the servants that you would have us to be. 
And we're thankful for the perfect example of your son, the one that you gave to die on the cross for our sins. We're thankful for, for his sacrifice and for all that he means to us. And we, we pray now that you would uh, continue to guide us throughout our lives. And it is through Jesus that we humbly pray. Amen. All right, as we begin looking at Gideon, I want you to turn with me to Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6. Um, we have the books of Moses, the five books of Moses, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And following those books of Moses, then we have the book of Joshua. And following the book of Joshua, we have the book of Judges. And Judges is basically a compilation of, of um, lessons about Judges. Um, there were certain people that God chose to, to fight for his people. To, he chose to lead his people. And who, for the most part, did a, a very good job of, of doing that. Now, they they had their faults, especially when we get to, to Samson. Uh, Samson is one of those that that um, has always been very interesting to me from a personal standpoint because Samson didn't always look to do the will of God. He didn't always intend to do the will of God. Uh, now, there were some times in his life when, when obviously God was with him, um, but, but Samson was, um, I don't know, in, in some ways he seems very self-centered um, and more about self than, than doing anything for anyone else, and especially God. Uh, but yet God did use him in different ways, and especially in the end, he eventually um, was led in defeat of his enemies, the Philistines. Um, but Samson isn't our topic of study. Uh, we're looking at Gideon, and we're looking at a man um, who was obedient more so than anything else. And so we learn obedience from Gideon. Now, we are in a time where Israel was disobedient to God, uh, it, it often happened, and I know I've been studying the book of Judges, and so that's where a lot of this comes from. But whenever we look at the book of Judges, we see from one judge to another. Uh, you see from the, the death of, of Joshua, uh, there was a, a time period, uh, I believe, where Israel was uh, not obedient to God, and, and so God would raise up for them a judge to rule over them and to, to judge over them, to lead them in the ways of God. And whenever a judge would, would pass away, there would usually be a time period when Israel would go back into idolatry or, or some other form of disobedience, and they would continue this cycle for a very, very long time. Even beyond the judges, you get into uh, the days of, of some of the prophets. We have Samuel, for instance. And and in the t days of Samuel, we see that, that the people wanted a king. So God would have kings to, to come and go. And for the most part, those kings were very disobedient too. Although there were some kings that, that were obedient and that did look very much so to doing the will of God uh, still, we, we have 
this going back and forth, back and forth, and obedience and disobedience with Israel. And so we have, we have these judges that, that rise up, and, and we come to Gideon. Gideon especially, uh, he lives in a time period of idolatry. As a matter of fact, he comes from a family who is pretty well dedicated to idolatry. And he's going to be asked to do some very, very difficult things, some things that his family is not going to be pleased with. And yet, um, we see that that he is referred to as a mighty man of, of valor, um, V-A-L-O-R, valor. And so, God is the one that makes him uh, this mighty man of valor. We'll look at that in a moment. But I, I do want you to understand the time period and, and what we're, we're talking about. Um, the period of the judges lasted from the death of Joshua to the death of Samson. Um, and the period of judges uh, lasted for about 350 years. Uh, so that, that gives you an idea of, of what we're looking at uh, from Joshua into the book of Judges. And there are some very interesting details that are found in Judges that we're not going to be able to get into. Uh, we're just basically, again, looking at Gideon as a, a leader, as a judge over God's people. Um, so this is, again, before the days of the kings, and, and yet it is after the days of Moses and Joshua who have been leading God's people. And, and so we come to Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6. And we're going to begin in verse 11, Judges chapter 6 and verse 11. And it's very interesting to read because when we look at Gideon, we look at, at the way that God sees him. And God doesn't see him in his physical state, so to speak. He doesn't look at, at Gideon for the person that he is. You see, God can see beyond that. And I think of, of Peter. Peter is also a really good example of someone that, that whenever Jesus came along, he didn't look at Peter for what he was all the time, but he looked at Peter for what he would become. Uh, as a matter of fact, Jesus is the first to tell him that he is going to be a rock of sorts. And the name of Peter actually refers to rock. In some ways. And so he is going to be that. There are going to be some ups and downs. And, and, and let's not be confused into thinking that, that once he, he got to the point where he was the person that God wanted him to, him to be, that he was perfect in that. He wasn't. There was a lot of going back and forth. Um, uh, I think we see a lot with Peter spiritual growth, and that's a good thing. We need to have spiritual growth in our lives. Um, but but let's also not think that that there was ever a time where we could say that that Peter had arrived, that Peter was exactly always what God wanted him to be. Um, there were still some ups and downs, and there are going to be those ups and downs. We can expect 
ups and downs in our lives. Gideon is like that. God sees him for who he can be. He sees the potential in Gideon. And and really, God sees it from a standpoint of knowing this is what you're going to be. Even before Gideon knew that himself, God knew what Gideon was going to be. He knew who he was going to be. And so as we look at especially what is said in, in verse 12, the angel of the Lord, Judges chapter 6, by the way, verse 12, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Gideon did not see that in himself. Gideon did not see himself as a mighty man of valor. But God saw Gideon for who he would become. God was going to lead him. God was going to be with him. And God was going to guide him into being that mighty man of valor. Was he going to be perfect? No. We do see some some things that, that we might could say would be false in Gideon's life. But overall, as we look at him, God sees him for who he can become. He sees him for potential. Now, let's bring this into the world of underdogs, since that's what we're talking about. Um, whenever we look at, at teams, and, and we look at them mostly from teams, you know, from a competitive standpoint, uh, that's how we look at underdogs. And it's very good to, 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 to notice these things. For those of us that pull for underdogs, do we not see potential? We don't pull for underdogs because we know that they're always going to be bad. We like to, to see underdogs in winning situations. We want to see them improve and become great teams. And, and as we look at sports, especially, we look at it from a standpoint, I, I'm, I'm really not a sports enthusiast. Uh, it may sound like it today. I'm really not. But... Um, but anyways, you look at it from a sports standpoint, uh, you look at, at any major team and you see that they're going to have periods where they win. And they're going to have periods where they're, they're not that great by any uh, form of the imagination. Uh, I think of, of teams like the Chicago Bulls. Um, while Michael Jordan was there, they, they and maybe it was, um, more so, Michael Jordan was a great player, uh, but there were also other great players on that team. And it's hard to find a team that was as good as the Chicago Bulls were in their heyday. But since then, they haven't won a championship. I'm, I'm pretty certain in that. Since then, um, they may have had periods where they're, they're sometimes you know, somewhat good, but, but they're, they're never back to that standpoint of being the team that they were in the days of Michael Jordan. Um, look at the New England Patriots, for instance. Uh, we now have a situation where, where their star quarterback is leaving the team to go to another team. Great things are expected of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But very little is expected of the Patriots. Now, maybe they'll come back and maybe they will be competitive. But no one really expects them to contend in the way that they have. Um, maybe they'll prove us wrong. Who knows? 
But there are teams that are going to go through uh, periods of greatness, and they're also going to go through periods where they're not so great, where they're going to have to start over and rebuild the team and so forth. So that's kind of the, the story of underdogs. Now, bringing that into a Bible sense, you have some some people in the Bible. I, I try not to call them characters because I don't want you to get the sense that, that these are just characters in a story. You know, some examples that we can learn from because they're more than that. When we look at the Bible, they are real people. And so I, I try to refrain from referring to them as characters for that reason. Uh, but they are real people. And these things really happened. When we look at the Bible, these things really happened. And so that's one of the, the really cool things about getting into the Bible and, and really uh, devoting ourselves to studying it. Whenever you look at it from a standpoint of it, it being real people, you know, I, I like to try to place myself in the setting, the time period, and, and all of that. I try to understand what they were going through, what they were thinking, because it, it really helps us to understand them for who they were. But, but we need to see them as real people because they were real people. Gideon had periods of greatness. He had periods uh, where he did things in the way that God wanted him to do. But there were some things that he did that were mistakes. And I don't know that we'll look at all of that in the life of Gideon. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll try to cover the, his whole life. Um, I really don't have a, a set time frame for all of this. Um, but just going through these things and discussing them and, and learning from them, that that's our goal. And so however long that takes, we, we have the time to do that, as long as God allows us that time. And I'm looking forward to that time with you. Now, that being said, we, we look at the life of Gideon. We find that he is in a time period of idolatry. We find that he is in a time period where even his family is uh, devoted to idolatry. And so he's going to do some things. He is, is going to be involved in some things that that they're not going to be very happy with. And he's going to do it in obedience to God. Remember this phrase. Remember what God said about him. The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. And one of the great lessons that we can learn from that, you know, God can see the potential in each one of us. And he has called us to, to serve him. He has called us to obedience preaching his word, proclaiming his word throughout the world. And we need to take that very seriously. And as we take it seriously, maybe we can, can start to understand what God sees in us. Because God ultimately sees in us something that, you know, I can't see in myself. And the reason that I say that is because Jesus died for me. Jesus came to earth. He lived. He suffered. He suffered many great afflictions and and many sorrows and, and things of that nature. But just understanding that Jesus died for me. And I believe that Jesus would have died for me no matter what. 
I believe that Jesus would have died for me even if I was the only person in the world. I believe that. And just seeing that Jesus died for me helps me to find potential in me. Knowing that Jesus would die for me, even if I was the only one in the world, because God loves me that much, because Jesus loves me that much. It shows me that God sees potential in me and each and every one of us that he would send Jesus to die for us. You know, we think of of so many times where the world went into and my time is getting short, so we're not even going to get into very much today but but just looking at the days of Noah you see how wicked the world was and and yet God looked at Noah and and even though Noah wasn't going to be perfect there were some times where Noah made some grave mistakes he got drunk and and his his sons found him naked and uh you know I mean (laughs) he had his faults even after the flood but God saw potential in man And he sees potential in man even today. And that even after all of that time with Israel going back and forth between obedience and disobedience, God still sent his son to die for us. He still sent Jesus to die die on the cross for our sins. And so God sees us in many ways as mighty men of valor or women. But God sees potential and each one of us. I think that's one of the greatest lessons. And and even though we're not going to get any further than that today, just knowing that God sees potential and each and every one of us, just as he did with Gideon, just as he did with Peter, just as he did with Noah, and so many others. That's a wonderful thing for us to learn, isn't it? A wonderful, wonderful lesson. I wanted to get into the life of Gideon, and we spent a lot of time talking. But, again, I I like doing this. And and I like being able to bring these things out in our lessons. And and I hope that you enjoy them, too. And and, uh, any thoughts that you might have, anything that we can add to this, um, I'd be glad to to entertain those thoughts and and add them to our discussion. Uh, So do, do feel free to contact me. Uh, again, you can go to our website, marshillcoc.org. Uh, you can email me, bkweb519 at gmail.com. Um, but I would love to hear from you. Um, but I thank you for being with me today. And and like I said, even though we didn't get very far today, uh, I think we learned a really great lesson in just looking at how God saw Gideon. And and so that that's a good introduction to our discussion. So we'll continue this, Lord willing, next Tuesday at 11 a.m. And again, thank you for being with me today. Until we meet again, may God bless you.